Hello there, lovers. My name is Erin Equin. Today, I want to talk about how to love anyone. Before we dive into that, I wanted to tell you that last week, I was in Grand Cayman, a beautiful resort, doing my master coach training. So this is kind of the kickoff week of a six-month process um, of projects and some really deep work, not only on my coaching, but on myself. Um, this is just such an incredible opportunity. And while I was away, having my mind blown, doing intensive coaching work, learning new tools and uh, teaching, I also had the opportunity to think about all of you. So, you know, I have a really busy coaching practice. I'm actually almost totally sold out. I've got um, a group coaching program happening and, you know, a family, <laughs> like a husband, some kids, people I love, a household to run. And what I find is that I don't often give myself the time to just sit and create um, unless it's, you know, like a podcast like this or an email for my list. I don't often have just like a long expanse, a whole entire evening to sit and think about all of you. And when I was in the Caymans, kind of my side project as I was going through this, this master coach project, this master coach training was to really sit and think about what would be most helpful to all of you. And I came up with some incredible tools and classes and podcast ideas. This was actually one of them. And what happened is I've been reading some of your responses to the five-day relationship challenge. Uh, some of you have sent them to me with like, I'm in a living nightmare. Like it's all bad all across the board. Don't know what to do. Um, or, you know, my relationship with my partner's pretty good, but like I have terrible relationships with some family member or my boss or something like that. So I created this as a, a presentation and I was really thinking about all of you when I did it because I am actually really good at loving just about anyone. I really can't. And what I realized was that this is a skill I have actually been practicing since I was like 15. So I'm going to teach that to you today in this Facebook Live podcast episode. And what I want you to do is make sure that you don't just listen and think of your answers, but you actually go through this step by step and write down your responses as I'm going through the exercise with you. You can basically choose one person that you're going to do this work on Maybe you're going to choose someone else tomorrow and do it again, but I want you to think of someone in your life right now who maybe you can't stand, but you actually feel like you're saddled with them. Uh, you know, for some of us, maybe it's a family member or someone who you work with, maybe one of your customers. And I just want you to bring that person into your mind. If you are able to write as you're listening to this, absolutely feel free. Basically, this technique that I learned for how to love anyone started when I was, as I said, I was 15 and I was a big theater kid, like a huge drama person. I loved 
doing musical theaters. And every single summer, I went to this theater camp. And I was very serious about it. But when I was 15, I heard the music for the show we were going to do that year. And I was like, I can do that part. Like that, that's in my vocal range. Doesn't require a lot of dancing, which is good news for me because I was not a good dancer. Um, I was like, I, I've got this. Like I have the chops for this. So knowing the school and knowing it was serious and competitive and there were all of these amazing other singers, actors in the program with me, the other thing I told myself was I'm going to also be a professional. Like I'm going to start this whole summer acting like a professional would. I'm not going to be a diva. I'm not going to just hang out with the theater kids. I'm going to like try to talk to everybody, um, be engaged, always be on time, show up like a total pro because I know that that's important. It's not just your audition. It's not just being able to sing. It's like really who you are that determines, you know, how you, how you fare and what parts you get. Um, directors don't want to work with a diva. So we got through the whole program. It went really well. And then the last kind of hurdle before our audition was we had to do a partner scene. And again, knowing what I knew, I thought for sure, if they're really considering me for a lead role this year, they're going to partner me with somebody who is also like lead quality. You know, they're going to want to see our chemistry on stage together. They're going to want to see how we work together. So I was ready. I'm like, I'm going to work with the best actor in here for sure. They're going to totally partner me with someone like that. And then to my horror... <laughs> complete horror, my scene partner was like the kid I think that was the least interested to be there. Like I'm pretty sure someone in his family made him go. He didn't, um, like he stood in the back row for dance classes. He never really volunteered much to be in any games or theater things that we were doing. Um, and I was like, oh, there goes my dream. But being a teenager with my mindset on, <laughs> on making it through and getting the part that I came to get, I just said, okay, if I was a professional and someone else was cast in a role and maybe they didn't even want to be there and they didn't want to memorize their lines or whatever, how would I respond? How would I do this? And just to top it all off, this was also a love scene. So it wasn't just we had to find a way to work together. We had to have chemistry. There had to be a connection. So this is exactly what I did. And this is something that we use in coaching, actually. But I was 15 and I figured it out. So this is exactly what I want you to do and keep in mind as we're going through this. And by the way, it totally works. So I want you to play along with me. So you can figure out how to do this in your life with someone you actually want to learn how to love and how you, you know, how you interact with them every day. You really actually want to change that because I wasn't blaming my scene partner. There was nothing wrong with him. I was blaming my, my instructors. I was like, why did they partner me with this guy? Like da, 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 da. But I was like, I, I need to just learn how to have chemistry with him. And I think that's true for some of us. You, you don't get to pick who you work with necessarily. Maybe you just need your coworkers you, you think that if your coworkers would act a certain way, you would feel better, but 
We can't control anyone else. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to start by writing down the first name of the person that you would like to, if you could choose, if we could wave a wand, we could choose to love them more, you would. And then what I want you to ask yourself is why is loving them important to you? So in my example, my reason was clear. I need to love him in the context of the scene so that we can work together. It's important to me because I want the scene to be magical. Now, for you, maybe you want to love the person in your life more because they are a family member or an in-law. And this is something that, that actually comes up a lot is like just saying, well, I want to love them more because it's my sister. That's kind of arbitrary. You're probably not going to actually feel connected to that purpose. Or I want to love them more because it's my, the uncle of my children. You notice that that reason hasn't been working for you up until now. If it were, you'd already love them. So I want you to actually go one layer deeper. Why is loving them actually important? Not to the other people in your life, not to the harmony of your company, but to you. And I would say really give yourself like five minutes to write about this because some people have done this exercise with me and said that at the end of that, the conclusion of that five minutes is loving that person wasn't important to them at all. For others, it was like, I really do want to love them because it's going to connect me with someone who is actually very important to me, but we just have different opinions. So I want you to really find out your reason and take like a good five minutes to write that out. The next question is, can you find one thing to love about them? And this is really important. I think we have this ideal about love that it has to be all-encompassing. It has to be a full embrace of the other person. We have to agree with every single thing about them. We have to agree with their political views. We have to agree with their parenting techniques. And it's actually not true. Like you could, I, you know, I was flying home and I saw like little babies on the plane. And I was like, oh, I love that baby. Oh, I love that mother. And I don't mean that in like a surface way. I was just like, that that human is so easy to love. I don't know anything about them. I don't know what the baby's, who the baby's going to be when they're older, but like I could just feel love immediately for them. Um, in my example, in the theater scene, this is going to sound very weird. I might be exposing myself here too much, but I started looking at my scene partner and I realized he had really nice ears. Like his ears were actually quite nice. I was like, oh, he could be an ear model. I don't know if they have those, but <laughs> I became infatuated with his ears. I looked at his ears throughout the day. I, I did the scene, the love scene to his ears. And like full disclosure, I don't remember his name. I don't remember what the scene was. I don't remember anything else about it, but I remember his ears. I chose to fall in love with this one simple thing. 
And again, some people want to argue with me. I have clients sometimes who are like, no, you, ha- you can't just love one piece of the person. You have to love all of them. It's not true. You can love one part of the person, even if it's something like superficial, like their ear. That is like your gateway. That's the gateway drug to loving the whole person or just loving a little bit more of them. Because again, you might not need to love them every second of every day. You might just need to love that person for dinner holiday dinner once a year. If it's your partner, this is, you know, you're going to have to do a little bit more work, but I still say start with loving their ear. Start with something small. Do you love what kind of parent they are? Do you love uh, the way that they always make you coffee in the morning? Find one thing to love and start to train your hunting dog brain to focus on that one thing. Um, You have all heard me talk about this before, but normally our brains like to find the problem and then we focus on that problem and we find more evidence that everything is terrible. You know, we are not wired to look for the positive. So rather than being like, you don't have to be rainbows and sunshine about it, but if you can find one thing to genuinely love about the person, it will really help you. So you're going to, again, you're going to spend a little bit of time, maybe brainstorming, make a list of some things that you can love about that other person. And yeah, maybe it's just their ear, (laughs) just like in my example. Um, I also want to mention that in the case of this acting project that I'm telling you about, I'm aware that the 15-year-old version of me might be sounding a little cold and heartless to you. You know, I'm really just, kind of sounds like I'm using this poor young actor as like a pawn in my game. Like he's just the obstacle in the way of me getting the part I want, so I just have to love him and then I can ditch him, right? In this example, it really does sound like I'm using love in a self-serving way. And if you picked up on that, I just want to say you're totally right. I was using him. I was not using him in a way that was like terrible or harmful to him, but I was generating love for him to serve me. It was completely self-serving. And I actually think that's how love usually is. Love is self-serving, and that's not a bad thing. You know, our, our human brains, when we feel love towards someone and we really genuinely feel it, it feels amazing, right? There's like a dopamine release. It's designed to feel good. Our connection to other humans is designed to feel good for us. But somewhere along the way, I think a lot of us were taught that love, feeling love is for other people, that we can like transplant our love onto someone else. And I actually think the opposite is true. Feeling love towards another human, it it might benefit them, you know, the way you act towards them might help their lives and, and have a positive impact on them, certainly. But you get to feel that love, and that feels good to you. If there's someone in your life right now that you're really struggling with, does feeling mad at them help you? Does feeling annoyed with them help you? Probably not at all. Um, 
I think there's a time and a place. It's not to say that you need to pretend to love someone. That's why we have this exercise. That's why the very first question I asked you is, is loving this other person truly important to you? It has to be yes. If it's not yes, then you don't need to do anything else. You just need to know that loving them is not a core thing for you. But when you do choose to love someone and you choose to get yourself to a place where even if you love some piece of them, that does feel good for you. And love is self-serving in like the most beautiful way. Because when you love other people and it's just an easy thing that you do, I, I mean, you will probably show up in a way that is more free, is more open, is more um, accepting of yourself and of other people in the world. And I personally think we just need large doses of that in humanity right now. We need more love and less nitpicking. We need more care and strength and abundant love rather than like finding everything that the other person's doing wrong that's kind of annoying. So again, you need to figure out, first of all, is loving this person truly important to you? If the answer is yes at a very core level, then find one thing to love. And then over time, maybe you crank that up a little bit or you just love them within that narrow context. Totally fine. And then finally, be okay with the fact that love does serve you. The ripple effect may completely impact the world in the most beautiful, positive way, but at its core, love is designed to feel good and it feels good to you. All right. That is what I wanted to share with you. I hope that's helpful for all of you who um, are having some trouble loving someone right now. This is just the beginning really of the work that I do. So if you are interested in expanding on this in a certain relationship in your life, I have one single spot left. Uh, I'm, it's opening up mid-month, so just in a few days. I'm going to have one space available. you got to hop on the phone with me for uh, a quick chat to learn about all of that and to figure out if it's a good fit for you. Um, if you're interested, you can click the link here in the show notes to book a consultation with me. Otherwise, I will talk to you next week. Have a beautiful week and a beautiful, loving relationship. Take care.